God. You know what, though? We're already blessed. You know, I, the, the older I get, the more I realize I don't need anything but God. Amen. Has anybody else realized that yet? Amen. You can, you know, not, things are nice, but the more I, the older I get, the more I realize I just want Jesus. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for things, but thank God for God, for him. Amen. We have so much to be thankful for. I feel like we got a couple testimonies this week. I'm going to give a quick testimony message or Thanksgiving message tonight, just following up from Thanksgiving, but we're starting off December tonight. It's our first day of December. Can anybody believe we're in December already? It is amazing how fast this year flies, amen, has, how, how fast time has gone. And here we are already. I was talking to Jose, went to pick up some furniture for the play, and he was saying, uh, man, it seems like yesterday we were writing down our goals for this year. And here we are at the end of the year. So I would encourage you on that note to go back and look at your goals from, from January and look at some of the ones that you wrote down and look at what God has done, Amen. And uh, we'll be doing that again at the beginning of January, and we'll be writing some things down. You know, I've seen God do a lot. I've seen other things he hasn't moved on yet, seen other things he's in the middle of. But isn't it awesome to know that God listens to our hearts, amen? So who wants to be the first one? I'm going to give you a quick, short message that's very powerful in a minute, but I feel like there's a couple people that want to testify tonight. No one's told me that, but if anybody wants to do it, just let me know real quick. Don't be, don't be shy. All right, well, go ahead, Miss Anna. Come on up here. <laughs> You're not raising your hand, so come on up here. <laughs> she's She's got a testimony. I feel like there's somebody else, too, but we'll see. Maybe, th- maybe this will get it started. Does anybody love this woman right here? Come on up here. We love you. We're thankful for you. She is such a blessing. If we had a hundred of her, we could change the world. She has such a sweet spirit, and she's such a prayer warrior. And I know she's excited about, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not lying, I'm not lying, I promise. Tell what God has done for you. Um, I just want to um, give thanks back to God. I used to work weekends, and I used to work nights. So I used, a pastor caught me one day sneezing, and, um, and my alarm went off, <laughs> because I, I, I just couldn't stay awake. I came from work and came straight to the church. I didn't want to miss the word, but I also would just go be going like this. I felt really embarrassed when my alarm went off the other day. But, but uh, and uh, I came here for prayer for you know for God to give me a better job, and God has opened the door for me, and um, He opened the door for me at the state school. I am. Uh, and I'm supposed I'm still draining, uh, doing training, but I'll be working during the daytime. I won't be working during the night. So, so I, really, I really praise God. I'm very, very grateful to God. I thank you, Pastor, for the prayers. I thank you, everybody, for praying for me. God just bless you. And I just want to encourage you know somebody out there with a prayer request. Just God is faithful. God is going to meet your your need. God bless you all. Thank you. Amen. Better pay? Better pay? Better money? That's good. Praise God. 
You know, she says she nodded off. I don't ever remember you doing that, but I'm, I'm, I was always blessed when I would know that she was coming straight here from work. That always blesses me. I know we've got several people in our church that work nights, and it's a blessing to see that, that commitment. Amen. Somebody else? I'm not going to, amen. I knew there was somebody else. Praise God. Why does this so, look so weird up here, by the way? Okay, cool. Okay, many of you know that I'm a grandpa now, right? So, woohoo! And actually, I guess I could be a, a grandpa to a lot of the kids around here. Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> and, and thank God it takes 42 weeks, you know, for a woman to bear a child, because it took 42 weeks to get used to the idea. So, <laughs> but anyway, you know, you know, having kids and, and being in church and loving the Lord. And, and even you new converts, you, you want your family to love the Lord. And, and my daughter, my son-in-law, fell away from going to church. And, I, gosh, it just caused a lot of anguish in me. And I think a lot of you understand that. And now with having a grandbaby, it's like you want the grandbaby to be in church and know the Lord. And, and I can't imagine being Abraham and, and God telling Abraham that you're going to have as many children as the stars. And... and you know, here I've just got one grandbaby, so I can't imagine gazillions of them. But it, it was so awesome to know this year that my son-in-law and daughter got back into church. And amen. And I couldn't have asked for anything more from God, and it was a prayer that I prayed and prayed, and I know Brenda prayed, and I know Parker and Ryan wanted their uh, sister and brother-in-law to be back in church and, and serving the Lord. And and gosh, just, I guess part of what we need to do is don't give up praying. Uh, tell you what, my mom didn't give up on me when I left the church. And uh, I'm not going to give up on my kids or my grandkids. So, And I think it was just, just awesome, just a, a great blessing. So, Praise God. That's good stuff. Well, that's, that's my verse. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always and pray without ceasing. Amen. We do just got to keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying and believing. And it says in everything, give thanks. Amen. Anybody else? Can I test? Okay, Jeff, before you come up, can I testify real quick about Tito? Just real quick. Amen. We all know God's been doing a lot of amazing things in my wife's family this year, my brother and sister-in-law getting saved and them going to church and doing so awesome. But uh, my father-in-law also has really, really turned his life back to the Lord and really changed, especially seeing my brother-in-law get saved and his daughter get saved and them get married and all this awesome stuff. And But uh, it really put a fire back in him. But the cool thing was, is, or the bad thing was at the time, was he still didn't quite get going to church. We were working a lot and always wanting to work and always wanting to do and go, and so he wasn't going consistently. So about a month ago, I think, uh, my mother-in-law uh, got a hold of us and said, he went to church with me today. And she was super excited. And um, so then the next week she said he went again. And so I guess he's been going about a month now every Sunday to church. Amen. And so he's uh, really, really likes it. And uh, he's going to a gringo church. It's in English. And it's translated into Spanish. And so uh, I think last week we saw a picture. They were eating Thanksgiving dinner and everything. So I think he's liking the whole, the whole idea. But he was putting, uh, he's putting all these English songs on Facebook, and I don't know, he's turned into, he turned into a gringo, I guess, but 
he really likes it, and so we're thankful that, that he's, he's liking a church he goes to, and he's going every Sunday, amen? Jeff, I know Jeff's got one because he started today for him, right? Is that a good lead-in? All right. This is also Robert Layton, if you didn't know. You're, you're Robert Layton. You're Robert. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try. Good. Yeah, nice try, nice try. Actually, um, that's part of my testimony. Today I started a new job. And for those that um, um, were here when I, when I testified about it, when the job came together, it's just a straight-up God thing. You know, when, when they told me that my old job was going away, I made them pray for me. You know, I made, and actually I prayed for him. You know, the vice president of a company which blew his mind, corporate America praying, you know. Whole nother story. Um, but uh, tremendous opportunity today, Sunday, uh, God's Day. That's my first day of work. So we get this done, and then tomorrow we start. But uh, the testimony that I wanted to share with you all is really about my daughter, Jessie. And uh, most of you know how difficult it is for me to put her on a plane and send her back to Southern California. I refuse to call it home. But, um, you know, it's, uh, she doesn't have a church there. And she doesn't have a church family, so it's very difficult. So I, I appreciate all of you, Kristen, and all the other friends that just put your arms around Jesse and fill her with the spirit. Because we got to do, I, I, I have to do a extra job, if you will, to kind of build up her strength. So when she goes back to Southern California, she's actually the light you know, and she's the one, and I, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, young people that are here would, would agree with me that it's tough being 17 and 18 and trying to figure out your way, and the world just pulling you, and for the young girls, it's even tougher because all the pressures that the young boys put on them, but once again, that's another story. Um, so um, with Jesse, what I wanted to share with you is um, her mother, um, she has a background where uh, she comes from a family of six kids. Two of them were brothers, and uh, one of them committed suicide behind drugs, and the other was, uh, was murdered behind drugs. And so she grew up with that, uh, Jesse's mother, and, and, you know, all of that, I mean, the children know what's going on. So um, the, the guy that um, Jesse's stepfather, who... Um, really blessed that um, she found him and another story another story <laughs> okay um, he um, he had an unfortunate situation with his family where his brother about five six months ago took his life and so now you got all of this stuff going on and 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 uh, they, they don't really go to church, so there's not a lot of spirituality or, or where do you go when stuff like that happens. So then the devil gets in there and he starts working the mind. And, you know, and, and the strongest one in that family was Jesse, you know, picking up the phone, talking, asking questions. About two months later, Tom's sister took her life. And... About a month before she did that, she reached out to Jesse of everybody in the family to want to befriend and talk to and, and share and open up with. And Jesse went to uh, her mom and her stepmom and asked if stepfather and asked if it was okay if she did that. And she was told no. Okay? 
which really messed her mind up, especially when three weeks later she took her life, you know, the, the sister-in-law. So here's Jesse. She's on the phone with me. I'm asking her how she's doing. And she goes, Daddy, you're always talking about answering the call. Did I miss the opportunity to answer the call? And I said, well, you know, we don't know. We, we won't know. But the fact that that happened and that you recognize that means that you now know the importance of answering the call and being the light and reaching out and, and being the one. You know, and in a tough place like Southern California for a young lady with no church family around her, it turned into just an amazing thing that grabbed Jesse's mind and said, all right, I got to start looking at things in a whole different way. And so this past week while she was here, we got to dig into that and open that up. And it's a tough road, you know, for the young children, as we all know. So I just appreciate all of you who, who reach out and just, just kind of share with me, trying to strengthen her and keep our arms around her to be that church family, regardless of the fact that we're here in Texas. So that is one testimony. Amen. Jack Andrews, nice to meet you. How we're all in our roles right now. It's hard for Sheila because my name is Robert. Or easy, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. And then it was really funny because, well, let me say the good part first, not the funny part yet. We are so blessed to have um, Daniel and... You know how I do Isaac. Now I do with names. Be, uh, playing the violin. They are amazing violin and viola. So we've got this. We've got this choir that sings for this play, and they're coming up and singing, and it adds such an awesome dimension to the play. If you haven't seen the play, it's, you're going to enjoy it. It's really, really good. Um, but they are really amazing and playing for a long, long time. Um, so we're blessed to have them part of it. But it, I tell Sheila every time that when I get to this one part of the play. And they, they do Amazing Grace. I think of Titanic every single time. I'm walking over here, and it's like I just picture the Titanic. <laughs> you know? I know that's weird. So now I've messed you up because at the play, they're going to start playing Amazing Grace, and y'all are going to go to Titanic. So you can thank me for that. Amen. Anybody else before I read this? One more? Zero more? Five more? Brenda, come on up. Amen. It's good to know I was. I felt that someone had a Thanksgiving testimony. Well, Thanksgiving and Christmas is usually pretty hard for me because I don't have really any family, and my mom and dad and my brother are in heaven. And so this Thanksgiving, I was hoping to be with my brother, and like a week before Thanksgiving, I asked him if we could get down, go down and see him, and he's trying to start a business, and he didn't have time for me. And so um, it was like, oh, my goodness, I'm not I'm, – just the four of us normally we have about 25 people at our house all of Paul's family come and for Thanksgiving but we're in a place right now that's temporary I have eight plates I'm like I don't think I can have Thanksgiving dinner at my house right now so and also we're a little worn out because of building a house and stuff so we're just like I didn't want all those people I always wanted a break so last minute um, we got tickets to go to Nebraska where Paul's brother lives and they have two kids and I thought it'd be neat for Parker and Ryan to be with their cousins and it was such a blessing for me to have family around and not to have to work, just to rest. And um, Paul's brother and his wife are the most one of the most godly people I know, and they've raised godly children. And it was so 
such a blessing for my boys to get to hang out with the cousins. And so this Thanksgiving was very special to me because I got to be with family and got to have a break and get away. And so I'm very, very thankful for family. Praise God. Let me read this verse again. First Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, always, always. Amen. We've got to we've got to have the mentality and the attitude that I'm going to rejoice always. That means regardless of the circumstances. Pray without ceasing. Amen. Pray without ceasing. I'm going to pray. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to pray till the answer comes. Amen. And in everything, say everything. How many know it's hard to give thanks in everything? But the Bible says it. He says, in everything, give thanks. These are some real short little things that, that uh, are written in the Bible here in 1 Thessalonians, but they're powerful. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Because he says, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, we're, this is the time of the year, church, and I'll be preaching some messages this month of Christmas and different things and tying in all the emotions and how everybody's in different places. And we're around Thanksgiving time, and I told one of my daughters, I said, this is, this is uh, one of the roughest days of the year for many people because uh, they, they don't have it. First of all, some people don't have anything, and other people don't have family, and there's things going on, and so there's lots of people who are depressed and, and dealing with issues. But, you know, even those people, if they knew the Lord, could find a way to be happy because they would realize that they can rejoice in anything. They can give thanks in everything, amen? They can find something to be thankful about. And no matter what you're going through tonight, as we enter in December, Every single one of us are going through different things, facing different trials, struggles, situations, whatever they may be, or maybe even things good. You need to keep in perspective, watch, I want you to tell you this, keep in perspective your problems, okay? Now, one of the best ways to keep in perspective your problems is to magnify God. Think about that. When you magnify God, when you, when you lift up God, uh, when you praise God and you put God up above and you say, God, you're so wonderful, you're so awesome, you're so powerful, you're so amazing. And when you magnify him, you are putting your problems in perspective. How many can realize that? That as you're, as you're worshiping God, as Pastor Emma said so good this morning, as you're worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth and you're keeping him first and you're staying in love with the Lord, it, it takes your problems and it puts them into perspective. It doesn't mean that they're not there. It doesn't mean that they're not real. It doesn't mean that they're not big, but the praise puts it into perspective. And I want to read something to you that's very powerful. How many know that we need to be thankful for everything, and sometimes the weirdest things can help us? Amen? The weirdest things. I want to read you a story called Thank You for the Fleas. I know nobody in here is a real big fan of fleas. Amen. But, but I'm going to read you a story. And I want you to, I want you to think about this, this entire month of December, that God can take something in your life right now, something you're facing. And it, it, you, you think about in your life what it is, if it's a personal thing, if it's a family thing, if it's a job thing, if it's a physical thing, whatever it is, and, and realize, you know what? God is doing something. Because if I believe that God is my, my Lord and Jesus is my Savior, I have to trust and believe that he has everything in control. 
everything under control. Every step is ordered by God, and I have to sit back and trust him, amen? So how many have heard of Corey Tinboom? Okay, if you've heard of Corey Tinboom, she's a famous woman of God that went through all the concentration camp problems with the Nazis and Hitler, and she survived, and there's been a movie put about her and all kinds of different things, but she reads, she tells a story, and for just a couple of minutes, I want you to visualize this with me. I want you to go to this place as I read this. In the book, her book, The Hiding Place, many of you have heard of that. Corey Ten Boom tells of a time that she discovered that God, watch this, was working even in the most horrific circumstances. Think about that as we go forward. Corey and her sister Betsy had been imprisoned by the Nazis for hiding Jews behind the wall of their Holland home. And Nazi prison conditions were pretty well unbearable. Now, we could all understand that there's no conditions we could be in tonight that could be worse than what they were in. So Corey writes, Barracks 8 was in the quarantine compound. Now, just picture this in your mind. Next to us, these are two ladies, brother, or sorry, two sisters, perhaps as a deliberate warning to newcomers, were located the punishment barracks. From there... All day long and often into the night, listen to this, came the sounds of hell itself. There were not the sounds of anger or even a human emotion, but of a cruelty altogether detached. Blows landing in regular rhythm. Screams keeping pace. We would stand in our ten deep ranks with our hands trembling at our sides, longing to jam them against our ears to make the sounds stop. It grew harder and harder and harder. Even within these four walls, there was too much misery, too much seemingly pointless suffering. Every day, something else failed to make sense. Something else grew too heavy. But... In the midst of the suffering, the women prisoners around Corey and Betsy, listen, found comfort in the little Bible studies they held in the barracks. Corey writes that they would gather around the Bible like, like, um, war, like people sorry, clustering around a blazing fire. The blacker the night grew around us, the brighter and truer and more beautiful burned the word of God. When they moved us to Barracks 28, Corey was horrified by the fact that the reeking straw bed platforms swarmed with fleas. How could they live in such a place? It was Betsy who discovered God's answer. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it, Corey said. That's the answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about these new barracks. I stared at her and looked around me at this dark, foul-aired room. They thanked God for the fact that they were together. They thanked God they had a Bible. They even thanked God for the horrible crowds of prisoners that more people would be able to hear God's word. And then 
Betsy thanked God for the fleas. The fleas. She says, that's too much, Betsy. You've lost your mind. There's no way God can make me grateful for a flea. She says, give thanks in all circumstances. She says, it doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are part of this place where God has put us. So we stood between the tiers of bunks and gave thanks for the fleas. But this time, I was sure Betsy was wrong. It turned out Betsy was not wrong. The fleas were a nuisance, but a blessing after all. The women were able to have Bible studies in the barracks with a great deal of freedom, never bothered by supervisors coming in and harassing them. They finally discovered that it was the fleas that kept the supervisors out of their barracks. Through the fleas, God protected the women from abuse and harassment. Dozens of women desperate were free to hear the comforting, hope-giving word of God. And through these fleas, God protected the women from what's worse things that had, that, and made sure that their deepest, truest needs were met. Ain't that powerful? Through the fleas. Thank you, God, for the fleas. That's, that's a powerful point right there, amen? And musicians, you can go ahead and come forward. I told you it would be short. I want you to think about that tonight, though, because I, I know that our biggest problem as Americans is we are spoiled. Amen? We're spoiled. And we have to fight that spirit of being spoiled. There's nothing wrong with being blessed, but we need to realize how blessed we are. And sometimes when we're in a place that's uncomfortable, maybe it's not fleas, thank God, but can you stop for a second and next time you're facing something ugly, can you say, Lord, I thank you for whatever this is I'm going through because I see that you have a reason for it. Amen. There's no way as they're itching their arms and they're scratching those bites and they're, they're filling the rashes, there's no way that, that it was easy for them to say, Lord, thank you for these fleas. But when you look at the big picture and you realize that it was because of those fleas, they were able to, be, to have peace, you see how big God is. So tonight I want you to say, as, the, as you go through this month of December, I don't want us to be in a month of Thanksgiving of November and end. I want us to be thankful. Amen. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for our church. I'm thankful for this family. I'm thankful for your, your decisions to serve the Lord. Amen. I'm thankful that God has allowed us to be a part of his kingdom. Amen. And we need to realize that whenever there's struggle, whenever there's trial, somewhere in that midst, God is doing something. It may not seem right at the right time. It might, might not seem like it's God. You say, God, how? I mean, think about that. How could they? She said, how can I be thankful for fleas? God can use anything. But see, they began to magnify God and it put the fleas into perspective. If they'd have just sat there and sulked and whined and cried and said, man, we're so miserable, then they never would have realized what the fleas were doing. But because they said, no, we're going to do a Bible study. We're going to tell people about Jesus. We're going to share our faith. We're going we're gonna to use this Bible. We're going to use this, this word to touch people's lives. Because they did that, it put the fleas into perspective. 
How many believe that if you'll wake up in the morning and spend some time with the Lord and read the Bible and give the Lord some time, it'll put your whole day into perspective. Amen? It'll put everything right. Father, we thank you tonight for this awesome story.